Greetings, and welcome to the Pampering Myself Podcast, an advocacy for self-care. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and most importantly, we'll learn that you can't pour from an empty cup. You'll hear stories, interviews, and conversations which will empower you in living your best life. Greetings, podcast listeners. I hope you all had a blessed Thanksgiving. I know this holiday season will be different for all of us, some more than others. Just know that during these times of uncertainty, there is hope. And what we should try and focus on are the things that we're most grateful for. I realize this may not be an easy task, but believe me, when you take the time to reflect on it in a positive way, you'll begin to see things differently. Because as bad as it seems now, things could be worse. I like to share a story with you that I often share when the occasion arises or when I need to put things into perspective. It was the summer of 1990, and I had been working mandatory overtime, six days a week, 10 to 12 hours a day, for more than a month. I was tired, exhausted more like it, and my house needed a serious cleaning. And those that knew me knew that I was a stickler, and still am, for a clean house. Well, they may say more compulsive. Tomato, tomato, same thing. Finally, I was getting a full weekend off, and of all the things that I could have been doing, Sleeping in and cleaning my house was on the top of my priority. I had been working so many hours, I couldn't even enjoy spending the money. But you know the old saying, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. And boy, did they ever. My mother in love called me early that Friday morning. She must have had a sense that I was going to be off. Hi, baby, she said so lovingly. Can you do mother a favor? She had a few things that she wanted me to do around her house, you know, like run the vacuum cleaner, put a few clothes in the washing machine. She never liked dryers, so that meant I would have to hang the clothes outside since it was summer, which meant I would have to wait for them to dry. But it was a nice sunny day and it wouldn't take long. She lived alone in this two-story house and had some health issues that prevented her from doing things herself. Now, I understood those days of running up and down the stairs, in and out the house, was long gone. I had gone over there plenty of times and helped her out when she needed it. But she did have a nurse that came to her house two or three times a week who would assist her with these household chores. But it really wasn't her job. She was doing this out the kindness of her heart. So my mother-in-love didn't want to take advantage of her, and often I would go over and assist. Not a problem. So once again, I set the alarm clock to get up early on a Saturday morning, thinking the sooner I finished at her house, the sooner I can get back to mine. But when the alarm clock went off, and my feet hit the floor, I knew it. I had gotten out on the wrong side of the bed. Have you ever gotten out on the wrong side of the bed? If so, you know exactly what I mean. 
this was not going to go well. It was confirmed when my mother in love rang the phone just as I was walking out the house. Hi, baby. Can you do one more favor for me and pick up a newspaper on your way? So I got in my car, took the money out, laid it on the seat next to me, and I drove off. Now, just two blocks from where I live, there's a guy who sold newspapers on the corner. So all I really had to do was drive up, he'd come to the car, I'd hand him the money, and he'd put the paper on my seat. Simple. Before home delivery, I had done this many times before. But that day was different. I don't know what he saw on my face when he leaned in the car, but he looked at me and said, Whoa, you continue to have a blessed day. It was the way he said it and his expression as if he saw something that was strange. And as I drove off, I said to myself, continue to have a blessed day. What did he mean by that? Don't nobody say continue to have a blessed day. And I was saying this with attitude. It's have a blessed day, not continue. He said continue like he knew I was having a blessed day. Did he look like or did I look like I was having a blessed day? Well, I guess not by his word, whoa. Now, that wasn't just thoughts I was having. I was having a full-blown conversation like someone was in the car while I was driving down Livernois. For some strange reason, I had a problem with the word continue. Don't ask me why. I can't explain it. The commute from my house to my mother-in-love's house was about 23, 25 minutes, take a few. And shamefully, I have to admit, I was on a serious rant for most of that ride, constantly repeating, continue to have a blessed day. What do you mean by that? That's what I want to know. I kept saying this over and over and over I was at least 15 minutes into my commute when I noticed the train crossing rails coming down about two blocks ahead of me. And that didn't make matters uh, any better. Thanks. Just what I needed. Well, apparently, while I was waiting for that train to pass, and it was a long one, I finally calmed down. I noticed that there were a lot of people moving around. After all, It was a nice summer morning, not too hot yet. Folks going on about their business, sometimes moving quickly. You don't notice things. You don't notice your surroundings. But I began to notice a few people standing at the bus stop. Don't I remember those days? Thank God I don't have to do that anymore. And the car next to me making all kind of noise that sound like it was going to explode any minute. He need to get that fixed. I would be scared to drive it if I was him. Then my eyes locked on the mother and child. He looked to be about 11 years old, patiently waiting at the sidewalk. Both of them were loaded down with grocery bags. Now the kid looked like he was struggling. 
And I said to myself, why didn't they just sit the bags down? I guess I thought it was, or maybe they thought it was going to be a short train. I don't know. Then I thought about it and stuck my head out the window. I know the area. The closest grocery store was a ways back. I wondered how much further they had to walk. And I began to empathize with them, wondering. Why was she walking? Wasn't there someone she could have called? Even a cab took a bus. Maybe she didn't have a choice. Maybe she asked for help and got brushed uh, brushed off. Folks don't have time. Maybe they had something else to do, like me. People always got something else to do. I understand. And I began to think of my mother in love reaching out. What if she didn't have anyone to call? Was my rant directed at her because I was busy? Because I had something else to do? Subconsciously, I believed it was. And then I was even more ashamed of myself. It was those questions that I began to see things from a different perspective. The look and the words the paper man said to me, continue to be blessed, ring in my ears once again. And they took on a whole new meaning. And it became crystal clear. Talk about timing. That train was God's way of showing me what the paper man had told me. As the last car rolled slowly down the train tracks, so did the tears on my face. And for the duration of the ride, I was at peace as I gratefully said the words, continue to be blessed. Scripture says it is more blessed to give than to receive, which includes your time and talents. And by the time I arrived at my mother-in-law's house, I had a whole new attitude, an attitude of gratitude. Thank God she wasn't subject to that person who initially got in the car. And for the newspaper man who spoke those words into existence. We should all be pausing and reflecting on blessings during this time of Thanksgiving. Think of COVID as that train, a pause in time to be thankful. This too shall pass. So I'd like to leave you with this. May you continue to be blessed. Thank <laughs> you.